Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode number 77, which is part two of God is Good, Even When Your Circumstances Aren't. This week features the second part of my interview with Leah Andrade, founder of Anu Ministries, the story of her life and the testimony of God's goodness throughout circumstances that were anything but good will inspire you to trust God with the most difficult of your life struggles. For our inbox talk this week, we heard from Josephine who said, keep sharing your wisdom and love of God. To which I say, thanks girl. I hope you find some wise words in today's episode. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 77, along with information about our guest. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Last night, I stayed up way too late. Todd and I are hooked on this docu-series about a young man who, as of last night's episode, was involved in at least four shootings and three murders. After watching two episodes, I was literally falling asleep, but still considered staying up to watch another because some people's lives are just so interesting, heartbreaking, or horrific that it's impossible to not want to find out what happened in their childhood to cause this and what happens next. In last week's episode on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, we were talking about the life of Joseph. And like the life of this young man on the docu-series, his life is a page turner for sure. Joseph was the favored child, but this privilege landed him in a pit and then sold into slavery by his brothers. Thankfully, this wasn't the end of Joseph's life. It really wasn't even the middle. But as we continue to look at his story this week and all he went through, it will help you see that God is good even when your circumstances aren't. The next chapter of Joseph's life, we read that the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. This phrase, the Lord was with Joseph, was used to describe times in Joseph's life that were all but ideal circumstances. This verse is talking about how the Lord was with Joseph as he was brought from the Ishmaelites by Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's high-ranking officials, pointing out that his master saw the Lord was with him. Did you catch that? His master? Joseph was a slave, and yet it says people recognized the favor of God on his life and how it blessed the house of Potiphar. Well, That was until Potiphar's wife falsely accused Joseph of rape, and then it says Potiphar burned with anger towards Joseph and had him thrown in jail. Amazingly, we read that while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Just like in Potiphar's house, Joseph rose to the highest position of leadership in jail. Stories are told of how Joseph interprets dreams for two of the king's former staffers, the cupbearer and the baker, leading to the death of one and the freeing of the other, who, like Joseph, had been falsely charged. 
Joseph begs the cupbearer, saying, remember me when you go back to Pharaoh and get me out of prison. The chapter ends by saying, the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. But he was still in jail, forgotten by the cupbearer. More than two years pass when Pharaoh has this crazy dream that none of his wise men can interpret. But the cupbearer finally remembers Joseph and his ability to interpret dreams. God enabled Joseph to decipher the dream and downloaded to him a whole economic plan to prepare for the coming famine as prophesied in the dream. Joseph introduced taxes to the world by implementing that everyone had to give Pharaoh 5% of their harvest to keep in reserve. This dream interpretation didn't only provide Joseph with a get-out-of-jail-free card, it inspired Pharaoh Nebuchadnezzar to put Joseph, you know, that former slave, falsely accused of rape, prisoner, into the role of prime minister, second in command over Egypt. At the birth of his second son, recognizing how God had been with him throughout every season in his life, Joseph names the child Ephraim, which means twice fruitful, and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Just because your circumstances are bad doesn't mean that God isn't with you, that he's not happy with you, or that he's forgotten you. Whether Joseph's circumstances were good or bad, we know that God was with him and how God's favor was on him. God is with you and his favor is on your life too. Look for him and you will find him because God is good even when your circumstances aren't. It is just about that moment and kind of the, the fleshy things, if you will. And that's kind of what's missing in, you know, mainstream or secular music. Whereas if the Christian music, artists are vulnerable and they write a song. It's so much more about what's life-giving and breathing and just trying to give honor and glory to God. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. So this week, we are back again with the lovely Latina lady, Leah Andrade. She is the wife, mom, and founder of A New Ministries. Leah, it is so good to have you back to Soul H2O Radio. And I'm so blessed to be back. Thank you, Sherry, for having me. Yeah, for for those of you, in case you didn't get to hear episode 76, Leah was with us last week and we got to hear just, you know, a part of her story. And I knew that her story was just too much goodness to tell, too much of hearing how difficult life circumstances do not dictate whether God is good or not, and how over and over in circumstances that could have taken her out in life, how God met you, how God provided, protected, and was there in the midst of those circumstances. So Leah, thank you for coming back. And um, I, I loved, we, you know, we got to hear your verse and your Bible study tool and tips. So if people want to hear that, from you. They have to go back to episode 76 and hear the beginning. But we got to this part in your story where you were a girl born in Guatemala, brought over, moved to Canada, living here when your mother left the family. 
and that difficult circumstance of being abandoned by your mom. And then your father in his brokenness, understanding that he couldn't really take care of these two kids, you and your brother, and how he brought your grandmother from uh, California. She moved to help raise you and God's protection over your life and having this incredible woman of God come in and raise you too. Um, so you you were beginning to tell us these difficult circumstances. And, and then, you know, it seemed to get better when your grandmother came, but another blow happened as your grandmother was there. And, you know, it wasn't bad enough that your mother had walked away from the family. But then came the time where your father also left the family. If you could tell people what was going on in your life at that time. Well, every, everything seemed to be on the up and up. And as a kid, you're just grateful to go outside and play and have a meal, to be honest. But mm -hmm. I was a little more mature for my age. And I had learned to just really be aware of our family situation. And I knew that my dad was very different. He had come out of depression. He had started making new friends. And he had made a lady friend. And although I kind of thought that this was what grown-ups do, I didn't realize the implications of what that relationship would have on us kids. And my father one day decides that he is moving himself to Arkansas, deep south. Uh, and mm -hmm. so he moves himself and leaves us with my grandma in London, Ontario. So here we are, uh, you know, a senior citizen and two kids, a woman that doesn't really speak English. So I'm, again, the interpreter. And mm -hmm. now we are in this. <laughs> yeah, the mom. We are in this place where now I feel responsible not only to my brother, but to grandma, who is heartbroken because this is not really what I think she had signed up for. She was here to help, but not be, uh, you know, fully responsible. But, you know, she stuck around and always reminded us that God was with us and we would, too, get through this. What was your grandmother's, you know, knee jerk response when things went wrong in your life? There was two responses and they came consecutively. One was hit the knees. So let's pray. And then mm -hmm. when we were done praying to repeat, God is good. God is good all the time in Spanish. Dios es bueno. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that that was her go to line. And, and I truly believe it wasn't just a line for her. It is that she lived it to find joy, even in the midst of the suffering. I think that was so powerful that this is the the phrase that was repeated over and over because what I think human nature is when things go wrong, we immediately blame God. And we say, you know, God, why did you do this? Why did you allow my dad to leave? Why did you allow my mom to leave? Why did you leave us in poverty? Why, 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 why? And by your grandmother doing this, she was, I think, you know, trying to stop that. Or maybe she was even telling herself, like, let's stop blaming God because God is good. Our circumstances are nothing good, but God still is good. And so you guys were there in London and, and how did things go while you guys, you know, when your dad first took off? Well, things were very difficult. My grandma, my brother and I had to find a way to just, you know, survive really is what I've done most of my life. So we would, you know, go to food banks, we would get help from their local churches, whatever it took. 
uh, for us to have our daily meal. But you know, one of the things I was thinking about, even as we spoke is my grandma always made time for devotional. And as kids, I have to admit, we hated it. (laughs) It was not (laughs) fun. It was boring. But she really instilled the discipline of making time for God and being in his presence, even in the midst of suffering. And I think that's the important part, the takeaway that I have as a grown up now, knowing that serving God or seeking the Lord, it shouldn't be dependent on our emotions, on our moods. Mm. It is dependent Mm -hmm. on the fact that we were able to wake and have a new mercy today. And so um, I think for me, that's the takeaway as an adult that I've had for her. Yes, it was hard. Um, It was very challenging. And there's millions of stories I could tell you in a future book someday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But certainly, certainly, uh, Grandma always instilled that God is good, regardless of what was happening around us. And then through a different set of circumstances, your dad came back to Canada and demanded and took all of you back with him to Arkansas. And I can't imagine what that would have been like. There probably would have been mixed emotions like, yes, dad's back, but this, oh my goodness, moving to a now another country. Absolutely. I was about 15, so I was just started high school. So you know that time in a young lady's life is already chaotic on its own. But certainly being moved, Um, I wasn't excited, to be honest. I wasn't excited. I just wanted to make sure my grandma was coming because she was the only, uh, you know, person that had been consistent. Um, I was nervous and I didn't know what to expect. And moving to Arkansas was complete culture shock for sure. Um, But you know what? It also allowed me to exercise my faith. And I didn't know it then, but I know it now. It was God's way of preparing me to be good with people, to to just get used to new surroundings and be able to interact with all sorts of different, you know, personalities and characteristics that people possess. And so, yes, it was a difficult time. It, you know, stirred a lot of questions in my mind. But again, we were taught to be seen and not heard. So certainly journeying quiet to myself was a big part of my teenage years. And then it all culminated in one night where the police had to get involved with an altercation that happened between your your dad and your stepmom. But then your stepmom brought you into this circumstance. Right. So there was this, uh, you know, confrontation between them as a couple. I'm sure some couples have experienced Um, And I was brought into the situation and we were asked, the conclusion of that was we were asked to leave the home with my brother, my grandma and I. And Mm -hmm. so again, I was let down by my father. Uh, He wasn't the protector that I felt he should have been in the moment. He didn't stick up for me. But my grandma, again, was consistent. I remember packing all our stuff in a little Nissan that I had at the time. And I drove us to a McDonald's not knowing where we would spend the night. And we cried. We wept that night sitting in that McDonald's. And in the midst of her tears, she said, kids, in Spanish, of course, she said, kids, God is good. God is good all the time. And I remember hearing that, and I couldn't say that in that moment. I knew that for me, I wasn't feeling that God was good because if he was so good, how could he let us be sitting with what we are, what we had as belongings in a Nissan and a McDonald's that we couldn't afford to eat at? But I can tell you now that, again, God continues to be good because we saw his hand of provision and protection by someone opening their doors and receiving us until we got back on our feet. God is good. And so there's more to the story. You have to come back after the break to hear even more. 
Hi, I'm Leandrade from episode 77, and my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Yes He Can by Kane. Sometimes I wonder, is he faithful? Does he see? Yes, he did. Yes, he can. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. So, Leah, again in your story, it's just such a turbulent time where all of a sudden you have to be taken back to the U.S. But unfortunately, you're not a U.S. citizen. Your brother is and your grandmother is. And so... The, they don't allow you to stay in the U.S. and you have to go back to Canada alone. I, I can't imagine what's that like. How old were you flying back to Canada by yourself with just having gone through this traumatic experience? I was about the age of 17, if I remember correctly, and it was definitely a scary time. I'm now completely on my own coming to Ontario to a place I don't remember or I've been to um, and come with, to live with a family I have never met. So definitely trusting God and having faith that everything would turn out was definitely a big part of my life in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so did it go well with this family? So things did not go well, although they were very welcoming in the beginning stages things started to unravel for me. But again, being taught to be silent, I suffered in silence until I couldn't do it anymore. And God, again, provided another woman into my life to be able to speak out the suffering that I was walking through. And it is that woman that then helps me uh, get an apartment, my own apartment here in Hamilton at the age of 17. Again, God continued to be good all the time. Mm. Absolutely incredible that at 17 years old, no job, or maybe you had a job at this point, but no like full-time job, no parents helping you out financially. And you are, are, you know, trying to get away and figure something out. God brings this lady into your path. And, and was she a believer? Is she someone who you knew from church or how did you meet her? To be honest, she was a neighbor. I was walking down the street just so burdened by everything that was happening in that moment. And I was weeping as I was walking. She was doing gardening in her front yard and she happened to notice me and obviously intrigued by my tears approach and ask if everything was okay. And at that moment, she was an extension of God's love. Although she was not a believer, had her own thoughts about faith, she welcomed me just as I was in the moment. And really became an, an ally in this new uh, battle that I was, you know, fighting in this new life that I found myself in. Such an incredible thing. And so she 
ends up helping you to get this apartment. And then another crazy turn of events, you're just starting to get to take care of yourself. And, and God really provides some finances, helps somehow helps your grandmother to send you money from the US. It's just incredible how God did make a way. But then your brother falls ill. Yes, my, br- my brother becomes ill and my grandmother is informed that if he isn't reunited with me, his sister, he could die of a broken heart. And so not being able to have any other alternative, he is literally sent to me from the States and I welcome him into my small one bedroom apartment and we start our life together, realizing that no one can know about this because we are both under the age of 18. But God is so good that the first night that we were in our little apartment, no curtains, nothing, we had a towel that we rolled up, used as a pillow, and a sweater that we used uh, for, for you know warmth that night. But I have to tell you, it was the peace of God that allowed us to get the best sleep I have ever had. <laughs> Wow. So incredible. And you go on, you finish high school and you move on. Uh, unfortunately, your your first marriage, you got married young in difficult circumstances, doesn't turn out the way you would ever hope it to. But you have this beautiful child. God has put you in a wonderful new marriage and you have two other beautiful children. Your life has so turned around from those circumstances to the point now where you are leading a new ministries. Um, and I know that is based out of Isaiah 43, 19. And so maybe you can share a little about that, how God, you know, put you in this place and had you start something new with your life. Absolutely. I can look back on my life and recognize that every time I saw God's love, it was brought to me through a woman. And it, it was the woman that I needed to journey alongside me in that season of my life. And so one night I was laying in bed with my little girl and I had was experiencing another woman's love in the sense of her being an extension of the love of Jesus, befriending me, not wanting anything in return. And I made a promise to God that someday when I was healthier emotionally, I would be that to somebody else. And then you was born from, like you said, Isaiah 43, 19, where he says, don't you see I'm doing something new. It is a reminder that God is a God of opportunity, that what we did in the past and our mistakes and our failures don't dictate the promises that he has for us for hope and a future. So Anew is really just a collective of women that want to journey alongside each other, support each other, cheer each other on, and provide that community and connection that we all need for that belonging. Not just fitting in, but belonging, which is exactly what the kingdom of God is. Leah, God has done such an incredible thing in your life to turn this broken girl that didn't know, you know, stability to one who is being that stability, that hope, that love extended to so many women through your ministry and to your children. And I'm just amazed. We could have you on for multiple shows. I just want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much, Sherry. And I just want to say one more time, God is good. God is good all the time. Dios es bueno para siempre.
If listening to the life stories of Joseph and Leah have caused you to look at your life and question if God is in the middle of your mess, I'd encourage you to check out my Traveling Through the Desert with You online course designed to help you see God at work in your life in the midst of what I call a desert circumstance. There's no need to go it alone. God designed you to live in community. Let me travel through the desert with you and help guide you to the good plans God has for your life. You can find a link to the course on today's show notes, along with information about our guest, Leah, and a new ministries at soulh2o.com slash 77. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 76 and 77, part one and two of God. God is good even when your circumstances aren't on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.